The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Five minimum games for awards. Uh, I can appreciate this, uh, and everyone will appreciate this, until you got bums on the all-NBA team and winning awards because someone didn't qualify because they missed 10 games at some point of the season. Uh, with an ankle injury. All of a sudden, you don't have any of those guys on all NBA teams, and then what uh, What NBA are we representing? When you look back in history and you got a bum on the all-NBA second team or all-NBA first team because guys missed some games, it won't be so appreciated then, and everybody will be complaining now. And you know who else will be complaining? I think, I think owners are going to end up complaining when they find a bum that they have to give an extension to that made the all-NBA team, and now they come in there asking you for max and super max and blah, blah, blah because they made the NBA team because guys weren't allowed that played 63 games? When I look back at NBA history, Michael and Natalie, I recall a lot of people who weren't bums that played all 82. (laughs) See, back in my day, Natalie, back in me and Michael's day, Natalie, see, Natalie too young. Natalie too young to remember these days when dudes played all 82 games and they didn't complain about it. These today's players ain't the first players to get hurt. They ain't the first players to have boo-boos. They ain't the first players to be injured. But guess what? Great players still manage to make all NBA teams and they still manage to win MVP while playing the vast majority of their games. So listen, I know everybody all hot and bothered because a lot of today's great players who also happen to be old missed a lot of time this year and therefore starting next year would not qualify for things like all NBA and MVP and yada 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 thanks to this new CBA. No, I'm saying like, hey, here's a simple solution, Michael. Simple solution. How about you just play? Just play. And if you don't, talk shit. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Okay. Who are these? I think Draymond Green likes saying the word bum. Every he time does he like saying bum. Laughing. He does. He's like, he does. A bum. Bingo. They start laughing. Bingo. Because Bingo. in his scenario, as if, I'm just as trying if to, only I'm, the good players I'm, miss games and only the bad players play yeah. every game. Like, come on. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I, the logic. The logic is so flawed. The logic is flawed, and so is the math. Because I'm using his example. What are you going to do when a great player misses 10 games? Well, they that's, still can play 72, 72 games. They still 72. <laughs> right. miss, miss five more. That's still 67. You still have met, uh, you've met the threshold. So what's the problem, man? Like, I, I, I like the Draymond Green podcast, Natalie, but uh, sometimes, yeah. like all of us in this content space, sometimes you just kind of, stretch and make up things because you need something to talk about. So I think that's what he's now, doing right here. No, now let's go to the Warriors me. PR. Now let's go to the Warriors PR representative, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you was texting with Draymond and probably before the show. You, you probably gave Draymond his take, didn't you? I got done now. Can I, can I, can I say it? <laughs> um, first of all, First of all, I don't listen to Draymond's podcast, okay? But it's 
floated around. So I see it. That being said, I agree with him. Not with the use of the the word bums. I wouldn't call other NBA players bums. Maybe he has that liberty because he's an NBA player. I will not. But that being said, um, no, he's right. He's absolutely right. And this is an overreaction. It's an overcorrection to load management. Most of the players who have missed time and have not met the 65 game requirement in like the last few years that's going to be imposed, it's due to injury. It is not mostly due to load management. That's a Kawhi thing. It is due to injury. And a lot of them did. If you look back at, thank you, perfect. If you look back at some of these players, Giannis would have missed it 61 games a couple of years ago. Steph, he was 63, 64 games. Luca is right on the border, but if you went back three years, he played 61 games. So there's a lot of people that are right in that 60 to 65 threshold. And those players are largely mostly missing due to due to um injuries. Natalie. It's not load that, management. Oh, stop. Stop it. A lot of guys are missing games to injury. A lot of guys are missing games. Look at John Morant. He's young. You think John Morant is being load managed? That's the point. That's why I even brought in younger players like Giannis and Ja to show you guys. Like and then you also know like all of this, I think it's Giannis is load management. John Morant's not Giannis. Giannis is John Morant's not. I'll give you that. Well, let's meet in the middle. John, John is not load management. Neither is Steph Curry. He's had legit injuries that kept him out. So when you're saying he's not, I know you're focused on this year and the fact that Kerr rested them, but that was only on the second night of a back-to-back. They don't just load manage like Kawhi. And let me make this one point about um, the Warriors because I know we got to bring Kurt in, but with Kawhi... With Kawhi, he actually low manages. With the Warriors, they this have isn't gone about to the, the Warriors. Hold on, hold on. I'm just saying, but they have gone to the postseason more than any other team. I'm, mm-hmm. th- I'm, I'm going to tie it together. So they, in total, mm-hmm. have paid. They have played almost two full mm-hmm. seasons extra than any of these right. other players, and those guys are in their 30s. So when you guys just right. sit there and dismiss all the players of the past, you're not that much older than me. Michael Smith, please stop it. When you dismiss all these I'm other players of the past, talking <laughs> talking about, oh, they played and they did this in the past. One, we evolve, right? We evolve as people. Yes, so we we've un- evolved. We, science, we under- technology. We understand the science, yes. So we understand that. But secondly, Michael Jordan took a whole year off. Okay, like what right. I'm and saying, he, is, and he didn't make all NBA that year. But, he but didn't he make all out. NBA I'm that just year. Saying, when okay. you keep going, but he, but he missed the whole season. My point is, you do at some point. Like you're just saying, like these athletes don't miss need rest, and it doesn't matter. It does matter. No, you I know? never said that. I never said no, that. No, but that's I never what you're saying. You keep saying, oh, that's what they did. They were stupid back then. No, that's I, never, I, I never, said they they ooh, ooh, I never said they. I never said. I never said they don't need rest. Too much, but you. But you don't need you don't need 17 games of rest. First of all, this ain't about the Warriors. Everything ain't about the Warriors. Secondly, no, this ain't about I'm Michael Jordan. Point. What this is about, LeBron has had that problem for 20 years. LeBron has played more basketball over the last 20 years than anybody in the history of basketball. All the postseason runs he's been he's on the and on the one. Olympics. He's no, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. Listen, if the Warriors or anybody else want to manage their players, that's their prerogative. But you're not going to tell me that the All NBA, specifically All NBA, should be a reputation award. If you get hurt, that's unfortunate. If you want to low manage, that's your prerogative. 65. Here's what. Here's where I would compromise with you, Natalie. I think it should be 58, which I believe is the same number 
that you need to qualify for the scoring title. 58 to 60 makes a little more sense. I think they will correct this overcorrection. But if you want to blame anybody for this overcorrection, blame the players themselves. Blame the teams themselves. Yes, we've evolved, but part of excellence is availability. I'm sorry. I have no problem with it. But everyone isn't. No, I'm not saying they all are. But but people get hurt. But they know, they but know the players that are missing are because of injuries. They can look, they see not the injuries. Not all of them. Not all of them. Kevin Durant said tonight. It's not injuries. It's not all injuries. It's not injuries. Hold on. That, that's like, it's a ridiculous example. He's sitting tonight because the season is decided. But all the games he missed for the past two years is because of injury. It was, was not injury. Right. Okay. Stephen and that's fine. Injury. Not, and LeBron's were injury. So wait a minute. So you're, overstat- you're overstating the amount, of, the amount of time missed to injury, just as we're overstating the amount of time uh, missed Maria. to load management. Okay, there's a lot more load management. There's a lot more load management and there's a lot more injury. I think we're both we're both right here. We're both right here. Hey, who was that? Can I just say quickly? I'm sorry. Can I say quickly on this? Quickly on this. Let's let's bring up that that tweet again from Easy Money Sniper, uh, the Slim Reaper, Kevin Durant. Let's bring that up. That little snark that he has when somebody is saying Kevin Durant is averaging 29 points and all that stuff and over 47 games. So and he and he writes back, oh, it doesn't count, not 65. Well, Kevin, it's hard to average 29 or 30. He's done it before. It's harder to average 29 or 30 over 65 games than it is 47. Should Kevin Durant not be Kevin, all not NBA? For Kevin Durant. No, he shouldn't not for be. Kevin Durant. And I don't think anyone is advocating for 47 games. What we're saying is there's a okay. lot of players who are right under that 65 threshold. And I agree with Michael. Sorry, you didn't make it this year. You got to cut I it off. Think- Sorry. We got to say no. We, we, it, 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 everybody don't get a participation is, trophy. We got to say no. We're pros. You're getting paid. Yeah. You're grown up. If you get hurt, I'm sorry. It's not your fault you got hurt. But if you didn't meet the threshold for the All-NBA Award, if it's you play 58 threshold. games and somebody plays 80, you play 58 games, somebody plays 75. I think that's part of it. It's sometimes it's it's training. Sometimes it's good luck. I don't know. I, I didn't make up. Okay. You know, I, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I didn't make so, your body. I so didn't make Nat- your body brittle. So Natalie said you get the last word and then we'll go to Kurt. Go ahead, Natalie. The voters already account for that. Those seasons where players played shorter amount of games, they didn't make first team. They made third team. So the voters were mm-hmm. already accounting for the fact that those players missed lesser games. This overcorrection mm-hmm. was not needed because you know why it's an issue? Because later when it comes time to talk legacies, the first thing we look at, we look at a, we look at championships, then we look at awards. And when you start to say, oh, this player had this many, you know, all NBAs, they don't have as much as these players as the past, that's going to be the issue because you're going to have guys who are, are good basketball players, very good all-star level players, but those right, players bombs. are going to have all these all-NBAs, <laughs> but not yes, it will. I don't think so. I think, I think I, I, okay, Natalie, we got to go to Kurt. It may be an overcorrection, but there's an overreaction to this because I don't think that many players are going to miss 17 games to where the all-NBA team is going to be a joke. Kurt Healing is here from Pro Basketball Talk. Kurt, uh, maybe you want to take you know, Natalie's side here to balance this out, or are you old school like me and Michael, where it's like, hey, just play the game and we're having this problem. I'm just, I'm just eating my popcorn. I'm popcorn. all good, man. I just... Yeah, you don't want that okay. Natalie smoke, so you might want to take Natalie's side if you know it's good for you. No, I, I, first off, one of the things that would get really interesting, especially will get interesting at 65 is, 
We're talking about the players taking time off. This is team mandated in a lot of cases. These guys get teams to go, hey, we've been we've been tracking how many miles you've run in games. We've got all this technology. We've got wearable technology. We've got all this stuff. Your muscles are fatigued. You are more at risk for injury. You're sitting this second half of this back-to-back or this game here so we can – if we hey, we're only playing one game this Wednesday. If we sit you, we can rest you Sunday to Saturday. You're going to take that game off and get all this – that stuff gets team mandated all the time. What happens when there's a guy at 63 games in line for an all NBA berth? And I'm like, man, I don't have to pay him as much. You're gonna have to sit a couple games, my friend. Like, like I, I'm, I, I, you guys were talking about it. I'm bothered by the 65, not for MVP. You want to put 65 at MVP? Frankly, I, as a voter, I factor in a playing matters if you're going to be an MVP. All NBA, a snapshot of the best of the league. Man, that's a high number to hit. Like I, I'm, you guys were talking about making it fifty-eight, sixty. So it's fifty-eight, two-thirds of the games. I'm a little more comfortable with that because, as a voter, I'm already third-team All NBA center this year. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is the third best center in the league. The third best center in the league. Fifty-four games. Demontis Sabonis is at seventy-eight. Drove the Suns to or the Kings. I'm sorry to where they are. Who gets there, that spot? <clears throat> so I don't. I haven't had a chance to read the fine print on this CBA, okay? But but I I've been led to believe that it's not black and white sixty five that they may account yeah. for what you're, what you're talking yeah, about. That's Can the you rumor. Enlighten me a little bit more on that. Uh, none of us have seen it. We're all waiting for that detail. There's there's reports that there's going to be conditions, and I don't know what those conditions mm-hmm. are. If if is it if hey, it's if, if you're Kevin, not, if you're Kevin, you know, yeah, it's, it's that's the thing. It's it, <laughs> Uh, yeah. If 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 you're going to say it's for a legitimate injury, well, it's kind of like the NFL in Week 16, right? At this point in the NBA season, they're all banged up. I, I can come up with legitimate injury to sit anybody if I want to. So there it is. Kevin Durant's kind of special case. He's a probably not going to make my All NBA team because it's at 47 games. As great as he's been, as MVP level as he's been, that's just not enough games, and it's not his fault. Guys keep falling into his knee. Frankly, like it's it's not on KD, but. Where's again? I just can't put him in at forty-seven games. It's it, it's it, maybe that's not a fair representation of what the league looks like right now. But that's a low number. But I'm struggling with what to do with the guys in the low fifties who are better than the guys who played ten more games and what that yeah what that figure is, so, man. I, and I, 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 it's really bad radio or TV to come on here and go. I don't know, but I, I, I'm no, struggling no, with you're this. Good. Man. You're good. No, you're, and so and so are we. Before we move on to the next topic, Natalie or Michael, y'all got anything else on that? Before we move on. No, 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 move on, move on. Anything else we didn't say? We're going to start fighting again. We're going to start fighting. We're going to start beefing. Natalie, wait, Natalie, I said almost everything that Kurt said, just not as smart, and I said it louder. So, no, wait, wait. He's way smarter than I am. Don't don't, don't start that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't dumb yourself down to my level, man. On the subject of MVP, on the subject of MVP, and this might be a quick, this might be a quick conversation. Um... But it's all's, all's well that ends well. This MVP conversation this year got very messy. Some would call it toxic, got very contentious. But then Embiid just kind of took it over to the point where Doc Rivers, and I couldn't argue with him, said it's over. The MVP race is over. Is it, in fact, over, Kurt, as an MVP voter? Or could, at this point, I never thought I'd say this, could Nikola Jokic still pull an upset, if not Giannis, for that matter? Uh, I'm almost more likely to vote Giannis first than, than Embiid. But I'm, I'm honest truth. 
As of today, I, I have a pretty strong lead to Embiid. I, I had it, frankly, before he put up 52 on Tuesday. When I really went back and looked at, look, last year, what were we saying about Embiid and not giving it to him? Well, the defense is a little be- is better, but Jokic played better defense last year. And this year, and, there was, and there's always an offensive gap. Well, I think Embiid closed that offensive gap, and Jokic played worse defense this year. Um, and so if, if I'm putting anybody else first, it's in a messy situation like this year, it's really easy to go, who's the best player on the best team? Who's the best player walking the face of the earth on the best team? It's Giannis. They have the best record. Yeah. So it's tempting to go that way, but I'm still, I still think Embiid is the guy who's lifted his team up the most this year, even though there will be plenty of people, Natalie, who will debate that. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, you got yeah, the right yeah. choice. And I said that to Michael Holly yesterday, that if someone is second or is going to be first, it should be Giannis, not Jokic. In my opinion, Jokic should be third among the three, although they're the top three. And he didn't like that response, right, Michael? Or let me not know. No, no, yeah. I, he's, I, so, he's, I don't like, I, I just, I don't like the disrespect. I don't, I don't <laughs> like the, the, the shade, the shade thrown at, at Jokic. Way. Like, like right. homeboy just down, yeah. like he just down the street. He didn't, he just down the street. He didn't he help dude. his he didn't help his cause with the injury. And it's not his fault. Again, calf strain, you know, and calf strain. And this is when we go not to go, not to rehash the last conversation, but this is one of those where like he strains his calf right before the playoffs. If this were the postseason, he might be fighting through it, but now you're going to sit him some games. And it's not going to matter in Jokic's case, like he's going to be all NBA, but what happens if you sit him a couple games and mean relatively meaningless games at the end of the season. And it starts to keep you away from, from numbers, or are we going to yeah. get Yana? Are we going to get Yana Santacumpo at the All Star break, where he just literally All Star game, right? He scores the first bucket, comes out, sits the rest of the game. That, but I played. Well, well go ahead, Mike. Yes, I'm Kurt. quick. Yes, I, yes, I'm yeah, quick, yeah. Mike. I, I just have a quick on this, and I, I think uh, this has been kind of minimized in the Joel Embiid coronation before the season is over. The standings matter here because you know they're one game ahead of the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers might finish third. Uh, in, yeah. in the East, and and the Sixers. No, the standing the standings only matter against Nikola Jokic. When, oh, when making crazy. the argument against Nikola that's Jokic, crazy. that's when the standings, okay, that's when the standings matter. Okay, Jokic you know. won yeah. as like, oh my gosh, like what? Do you Here she go. Here she go. Here she go. Do they matter? Of course, the standings. Do the standings matter? Do they? Okay. Okay. Yeah, they absolutely matter. So they finish. If he finished fourth, well, hold on. It ain't locked. It ain't locked. Hold on, Let, Natalie. Natalie, they're a game up on Cleveland. So they got blown out last night. By, they can finish fourth. What if they finish fourth? That is traditional MVP criteria. <laughs> top three seed, top player. You have the stats. Now, how about fourth though? Cold ass answer my question, Natalie. Cold ass answer my question. They're top three seed. Why does that matter? But if they finish, if they finish, because you keep you keep shouting up top. If top three seed matters. What what's wrong with fourth? Or is fourth the problem? Is fourth cool? If they no, it's fourth, not. But I'm just saying the me? top three is the okay. top of the standings, they and they have this. They have the same record game as Jokic. So like they have the same record as as the Nuggets. So what is your point about the standings and record? The, uh, because he hasn't lifted his team to the top spot in the conference. You told me yesterday that the that the West is so interesting and the better storylines, all this stuff. In the West, Denver's first. Denver's Denver's first in the West. 
Philadelphia is about a game that. away from fun. Look at this. They're a I game away. They're, they're, they're a game that. and a half. They're a game and a half. You got a game I and a half on place. I love the hypocrisy. Last year, I said that the, the the Sixers had a better record than the Nuggets. And everyone said, oh, it's not a big difference in the record. And I said, but they are higher in the East than Jokic is in the West. So that is of more value to his team than it is of, 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 of Jokic. Your and it was dismissed. It's how you do now in your you're conference. trying to say, now you're you trying to say. Number oh, one team. But look, I give it to Giannis anyway. I give it to Giannis right now. I give, top, it's yeah. not Jokic versus... It's not Jokic versus Embiid. I'm giving it to Giannis. Giannis is my MVP. I'm just saying, like, for a guy who's lifted his team, he's lifted his team to where? To what? What have they done? Oh, come on. Where's he right. lifted? So, what have they done? If I could interrupt real quick. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is ridiculous. There's a, there's a scene in Brown Sugar. Where uh-huh. Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan are fussing and Queen Latifah walk past like, what y'all going through? That's what I want to know between the two of y'all. In my absence, <laughs> what y'all going through? Like, I come back and I'm like, what's what's? <laughs> Kirk, I'm up. Uh, he likes to I see. I'm here for it. We couldn't do it yesterday, and that's what this I'm is. I'm here that's for it. Listen, I, I, listen mm-hmm. I would love nothing more than just come on this show and just be a guest and watch you two go at it. I do want to ask Kurt Healing one more thing before we let him get out of here. <laughs> Speaking of the Sixers, they mailed it in last night against the Miami Heat, who obviously pushed the Celtics to the limit last postseason. All of a sudden, the Heat are getting hot. They've been missing wide-open threes all season. But the last 16 games, Kurt, as you probably know, they got the second-highest true shooting percentage and the sixth-highest offensive rating. Is it, I mean, like when you talk about Spolstra and Adebayo and Hero and obviously Jimmy Butler, they're still in play. They're still in the playing tournament as of today, but if they get out from Brooklyn and get in that top six or even survive the playing tournament, how dangerous are the Heat in the Eastern Conference? I'd love to see a 3-6 with Philly and Miami. Yeah, for 3-6, I'll tell you what, nobody really wants to see them, right? That's part of it. They missed shots, and it wasn't just – it's guys who make shots. Max Struess, um, Gabe Vincent, shout out UC Santa Barbara – um, like all these guys who normally make shots, just were missing them this year. Uh, Duncan Robinson can't hit anything. Suddenly, those things are starting to click a little bit. But the other part of it is simply this: Spolstra's maybe the best tactician in the league. Right. You've got Jimmy, but playoff Jimmy Butler's real. Playoff Jimmy Butler's real. Bam out of bio gives you versatility up front to guard guys like Embiid, to guard guys like Antetokounmpo. Just they're a problem, and you look at look. I think they're beatable, but if they finish seventh, which is what's probably going to happen, they're going to go into the play-in and beat that. They just own Atlanta anyway. Look at Boston's track now through the West, East. I get Miami and all that smoke in the first round. Then I get the Sixers and Joel Embiid, and by the time I get through that, then I get to Milwaukee. That's a that's a gauntlet, man. Yeah. Well, look, all I know is um, if Embiid is MVP, he had to go deep in the playoffs. I can't wait to have that conversation. Oh, but look at Natalie. Well, she like, <laughs> yeah. Natalie like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I brought that up. I think that's a great point. Hey, Amen. Hey, you know it. You guys know it. Nothing but, it's going to be nothing but Tatum stuff out of Boston once they reach the conference. Fight. Why wasn't he MVP? It's coming. No, well, I didn't deserve it. Do you think they're going yeah, to the, right. get to the Eastern Conference Finals, Kurt? The Sixers? I'm I telling, I, the Sixers? No, I'm picking Boston to win it all. I think, I think Boston beats them, but it's just a gauntlet. 
Look, I'm still uh, picking Michael him. Michael and Natalie. Michael and Natalie go get some couples counseling. Kurt, it was a pleasure. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you later, brother. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye, Kurt. Have a great weekend. Hey, you too. Have a good Easter, everybody. Happy Easter, brother. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Home isn't just a place. It's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair while it's cold outside. With a warm drink, or maybe even a wine in hand. As you watch the world go by outside your window. Mmm, short rib. Good afternoon, this is your captain speaking. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home. Refill? Long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I mean, this straight seemed like a lock for the longest time that C.J. Stroud Bigger C.J. Stroud was going to be the pick at number one once Carolina went up uh, in that trade with Chicago. But my main man, Mort, who I believe, Mort said pretty definitively that Bryce Young Mm. is the pick for the Carolina Panthers, uh, Charles Robinson. Uh, So is the intrigue over? Is, is Is that what you're getting? Or is it wise to not to believe uh, half of what you read and none of what you hear this time of year? I mean, it's April 7th. <laughs> you know, we got we got a little bit of time here before uh, we get to draft day. I Here's the thing that is intriguing here. I I truly believe Houston really, really likes Bryce Young a lot. And Houston. it's it's curious to me that in the last week, it's kind of gotten out there that Houston might not like all these quarterbacks. Not kind of, it's gotten out there that Houston doesn't like all these quarterbacks. And it's certainly been suggested by people who are wired into the Texans that if Bryce Young isn't there at two, they're not necessarily going to take a quarterback, not necessarily going to stick it to. So what happens right after that piece of information leaks out? Carolina's taking Bryce Young at one. Okay. I mean, is Carolina, is this a play? Right? If you're Carolina and, and you're sitting there and you're going, well, um, we actually like C.J. Stroud, but could we squeeze Houston here? Could we squeeze Houston mm. to move to one for Bryce, giving us some assets, right. and we still get C.J. Stroud at two? I'm I'm not saying more to being worked here. Uh, to me, it's, it's always possible. made sense. It's, it's always made sense that Bryce Young was a candidate and and uh, maybe even sort of a leader for that number one pick. I never understood the betting odds that automatically put C.J. Stroud. I felt like that came on the strength of him uh, in Georgia and then his pro day. But I was like the consensus throughout much of the process had always been that Bryce Young was going to be the guy as long as he wasn't sub, you know, as long as he didn't weigh in like in the – under 200 pounds. Yeah, yeah, under 200 pounds. And, oh, geez, he's, he's 5'10", and 
um, all these different things. So, yeah, it makes sense. I, I wouldn't think that Mork's getting worked, but I, I always think it's interesting when you see you see pieces of information that could lead to some trade pressure leak out near each other. Yeah, no question. I mean, it's 20 days before the draft. It doesn't bit even with the number one pick, it doesn't benefit Carolina to, to spread the word that this is our guy. So I, I'm with you, Charles. I think something's going on here. Uh, you know, Bryce Young is a terrific, both of them are. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I happen to think C.J. Stroud is going to be a little bit better, but okay, you, you really can't go wrong with either one of these guys. How does this affect, in your opinion, the pick after? So it, let's say it's Young, Stroud, Stroud, Young. How about three, four? Are we talking about a couple more quarterbacks in there, or is, is it going to be a non-quarterback who's holding down that three spot? The draft could start at two. If Bryce comes off the board at one, I'm telling you, there is a very real chance that the Houston Texans are are at two and they go, we like a quarterback, but we don't now. We The other quarterback we like, we don't like them at two. We want to move back a few spots. So maybe we're calling and seeing if we can dial down and, you know, what, what availability is there for us to slide back and still get the quarterback we like. That would be a guy like, say, you know, maybe Anthony Richardson, maybe it's Will Levis, what, you know, whoever it is. Um, I, I don't know that it's automatic that they take C.J. Stroud at two. So to me, I guess you could say the draft starts at one now because we're all wondering, you know, is this Bryce Young yeah. real? So it really does start at one. But it, this trickle effect, the, the assumption that if Bryce goes one, then the Texans are going to rubber stamp C.J. Stroud at two. I don't think people should necessarily believe that. And then now we have some interesting things that are starting to pop with Anthony Richardson because – on April 16th, the week of April 16th, Anthony Richardson now is, he's going to go and visit with the Baltimore Ravens. That is weird. <laughs> okay. Like the Ravens are doing a lot of work on quarterbacks and Richardson coming in that late. Let me explain to you how this process works and why people should take this seriously. When the Ravens make a call like that, the, the agent always asks two things. Number one, um, are you really considering taking him because this is way late in the process and we don't want to, we don't want to make visits that are, are gratuitous at this stage. We're not going to do it. And number two, how the hell are you going to take him? You know, you're going to have to go get him to, to take him. Right. So if they're having that visit, it means that Lamar is in play. I would have to believe it really truly means Lamar is in play. I don't think they do that visit because they think, Oh, Anthony Richards is going to completely slide down the board to us. I think that's a real visit because, you know, Lamar could get traded on draft day. Well, is Lamar in play or might Lamar not play? And what I mean is it's like, look, Lamar has made his point and he's he's more than entitled to want a fully guaranteed contract. But absent a real market for him, right? and maybe you could tell us that there is one that's materialized lately or, or going on behind the scenes, but it doesn't seem like there's a real legitimate trade market for him right now. He seems to be out of options. Either you're going to play on this non-exclusive $30-plus million franchise tag for the Ravens or not at all. Is Lamar Jackson stubborn enough to cut off his nose to spite his face, to die on his hill? Um, you know, to Because to, I don't think the juice is worth this squeeze, if I can get any more analogies in there. I would say um, normally I would immediately say no, right? We would say we all learned for the Le'Veon Bell situation, you don't do this. You don't sit out a year. Le'Veon was for less money. 
um, people can point at Deshaun Watson. He got paid that year, and it was only $10 million in play. It was only $10 million of only, only $10 million in play for Deshaun Watson. But we're talking about $32 million plus on the table for Lamar Jackson that he will never, ever see again, and you don't know in terms of... To say of nothing of the money was, he's already never going to get back because of the extension right. he hasn't signed yet. Because of the yeah. extension he hasn't signed. Right. So, I mean, like, it's... it's uh, I would put... I, and normally, like I said, I would say no, but the thing is, up until this point... Lamar has done every single thing that he's done the way he has wanted to do it. He does not listen to mm-hmm. us. He does not listen to people in the NFL telling him how he should do things. He does not have an agent who is like, here's how you got to do this. Lamar marches to the beat of his own drummer. And yeah. that is the one factor you cannot ignore here. That Lamar could just be like, no, this is my decision. I'm at peace with it. And that gives him real leverage, being that kind of a wild card that I, I think he is. He has done things his own way in a way that we have never seen a superstar NFL player in our lifetimes do it. Yeah, most most quarterbacks of his caliber are not representing themselves. Starting with that and everything flows from there. Yeah, so look, uh, and Mike, I think we got to reconsider. You know, Mike and I, Charles, have put the Baltimore Ravens at the front of the classroom. We, We see them walk into the class. We give them A's. And we think the Ravens have it figured out. But lately, not so much. I wonder if you Why think you the Ravens are, are the Ravens, well, uh, Lamar Jackson situation, uh, the NFLPA survey was not great. Uh, they've done some things. They haven't won. Uh, they haven't, they get a lot of credit for things that uh, other teams wouldn't. I mean, you know, the last time, right. they, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's been 30 years since they won the Super Bowl, but. Sure. Won a Super Bowl about 11, 11 years ago. We talk about them like they're kind of like the Patriots or something. And not quite. Not quite. We give them a lot of love. Maybe the, uh, we, we well, overcompensate. We, we, go, we but, go a little too far with the Ravens. But you think Michael they're rebuilding. My, my point is, are they rebuilding? Michael Holly, here's another thing, too, that you're, that you're not mentioning. People never look back at how the Ravens handled their previous major quarterback negotiation. Joe Flacco's deal that he got was like pulling teeth with this organization. People forget that. He had to go win a Super Bowl to get the contract extension ultimately he wanted. So it's they have a history of kind of – they have a history of being real okay. difficult with their quarterback okay. deals, okay? So this is like okay. people are piling on Lamar and everything. All right. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll play, I'm, I'm your huckleberry. I'll, 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 I'll take the other side here. Okay, it's right. Joe. It's Joe Flacco. Now I know they took him in the first round, but I mean, like in hindsight, twenty twenty, he went on it. He went on it. Yes, he bet on himself and won big. But like, let's not act like at the time it was obvious that Joe Flacco, who it was was playing to the defense in a running game in Baltimore, was deserving of the contract that he then earned by having a historic Super Bowl run. It was Joe Flacco, and in this case, listen, but Lamar are, Jackson. Mike. Yes. You already, already said the only phrase that matters. Joe Flacco hmm. did what? He bet on himself. What right, is no, but you're saying but right now? He's no, betting no, on no, himself. No, 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 but, but I'm saying Joe Flacco, that's a false equivalence. You're saying that Joe Flacco deserved the contract he got after the Super Bowl in the first place. You said it was like pulling teeth. Well, it was Joe Flacco. So if they didn't agree, part of it was maybe they didn't think Joe Flacco was worth it and he proved them wrong. Good for him. His, he set for the rest of his life. In the case of Lamar Jackson, all I would counter with is this. And again, I'm team Lamar. 
if Lamar has every right to look at Deshaun Watson and say, given what I've done, or in this case may be what I haven't done, I absolutely deserve a fully guaranteed contract, okay? So I'm perfectly fine with his stance. But it's not as though the Ravens are lowballing Lamar Jackson and not trying to pay him a market contract. They just don't want to go where he wants to go. That doesn't mean they're a dysfunctional organization. I know that's not the word you use, Michael, but I'm saying that doesn't mean that there's well, some... I said this a long time ago. There are no bad guys in this. Lamar wants something that is rarely right. given, and you know, and Charles, you know right. as well as I do, what an outlier and what a unique set of circumstances that the Sean Watson-Cleveland negotiation was. That was an act of desperation. So we're saying the Ravens are somehow in the wrong for not being desperate? Is that what we're saying? There are some no no there are some bad guys in this. It's the Ravens. They are they are the bad guys in this because what's ha- what's what's happened? Uh, wh- where's this? Why is there no market? Why is there no market or, or a very cool market so far for Lamar Jackson? Uh, where, it where, takes where it takes it takes it takes more it takes more than one team to collude if that's what you're alluding to. Number one, number that's two. Right. It, that's it, right. It's, but but, but it, if somebody wants to break ranks like source? the Browns just did, they, they could do who's, it. They could who's do their it. Source though. Who's their source on Lamar Jackson? You don't think you don't think that the only look, I'm not letting them off the hook. Now there are no bad guys. Yes, there are bad guys. Look, I like the organization, but if you go ask me to pick somebody well, who I blame, I blame the Ravens. Yes, listen, they my, are the Michael, so so called bad guys here. But and to support Michael Holly here, I will say this. There has been when Jim Mercer comes out and he says, I don't believe in fully guaranteed contracts, that in and of itself is that's kind of a dog whistle for the rest of the owners that's a that's a like hey that's some that's a that's to me that's collusion talk that's an owner saying Mm -hmm. i don't believe in fully guaranteed contracts he knows other owners are going to hear him say that publicly okay he's sending the message we collectively as a group are not doing the deshaun thing again are they are they cool yeah well all they've been colluding on contracts for years this is not new that's what i'm saying Um, so that, so let's not conflate let's not conflate collusion with negotiation. I'm not saying there's not collusion going on when it comes to not wanting to give make the same mistake, quote unquote, that the Browns did in giving Deshaun his fully guaranteed contract. But having said that, it's not as though the Ravens are not offering Lamar Jackson a very good deal. He just doesn't want it. That's his right not to want that deal. Right. More power right. to him. But that doesn't mean the Ravens are, are the Bengals, Michael, or the or the Cardinals, and they're, and they're cheap, and well, you got to pay for soda no, no. and dinner and hey. stuff. This is a negotiation. Let me say this. It's happening. Mike, you know? Mike, let me, Mike, let me say this with respect. Keep the Bengals' name out your mouth. In this conversation, my Bengals <laughs> keep, keep the name out your mouth and well, well talk about organization. Well played. And I, listen, I'm, well, I'm not trying to keep up. For, I'm not trying to keep up for management. I just don't see this as somehow Lamar being wronged. Okay, because it's, because Lamar has a stance that they don't agree with. That's business. That happens. Charles and I were on the phone for two hours yesterday. Discuss- I'm not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. Say don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Hey, but you know, you mentioned. I'm not going to derail. You mentioned. I'm not going to derail it. Yeah, go ahead. You mentioned. You, you mentioned a team, though. You didn't mention a team here, and I, I'm just wondering. We were talking about the Ravens, and you said it's not like they are Mike. You said it's not like they're the Cardinals. I do yeah. want to talk about the Cardinals. Great, for a great second. segue. Uh, great segue. Oh, the Cardinals, I'm, I'm, I'm so ready I, to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. I've always, hey, Charles, I've always said the commanders are, they got a lockdown. They're the worst organization in the NFL and in sports. But I'm starting to think the Cardinals 
have overtaken them. I mean, just so much dysfunction. What is happening uh, in the desert with these folks in Arizona? Well, now we got Terry McDonough, obviously former executive there, who uh, ousted, says that he was forced into a situation where they violated NFL rules when Steve Kime, the general manager, former general manager Steve Kime, um, had been suspended in relation to a personal conduct policy for an extreme DUI, right? So McDonough says that uh, Bidwell, Michael Bidwell, said, no, we're going to continue to communicate with him, even though we're not allowed to. So he got a burner phone. That's, what, that's what's being alleged here. So we set everybody up with burner phones, and we're going to keep talking to the GM, even though it's strictly forbidden by league rules. And McDonough says, I was never, um, I wasn't comfortable with this. Um, I was forced to go along with it. I'm not happy about that. And to me, the wider and which in and of itself, that is an amazingly bad accusation for the Arizona Cardinals. The kind of thing that probably if proves who, out would who did, not, them. Who, who did not deny who did not sorry, who did not deny yes. that this illegal communication existed. Well, and McDonough <laughs> supposedly still has his phone, right? Like, why did you not yeah, have right. the burners at the end of this ice? Yeah. You you yeah. gotta get all the you get everything communication <laughs> right. back. Like, no, yeah, you didn't no. watch the wire? Like, come on, yeah, man. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, no, McDonough was like, I'm yeah. keeping this. Like, this is, this is gonna be my ace in the hole. So the crazy thing though about this, when you look at it globally. In the fallout of this, Steve Wilkes, who was there at this yes. time, he is not. He is not. Who look, looks great, and he has not fragged the the organization. He's just like, uh, you know, I'm saw less between y'all. I'm staying out of it, and that is amazing because now when you look back at that, and it felt like we all we were suspicious about it at the time. Steve Wilkes was operating under a right. terrible situation with the Cardinals. <laughs> Every day, Brian Flores' lawsuit is more and more obviously airtight. Every day is another thing to support. I'm telling you. I I thought of you, Michael. Michael Holly, I thought of you because I was like, this dude now, not only does he get to go, all right, well, look what happened with Carolina. When I took the reins of Carolina, look how that team turned around. But now Mm -hmm. he gets to go even further back and go, yeah, remember how messed up it is? Let's add a whole (laughs) other chapter to that. He he told you what was really going on. Meanwhile, Steve (laughs) Kimes on the podcast. Meanwhile, Steve Kimes on the podcast talking about the Arizona Cardinals organization, to which Kyler Murray responds with a video of him squatting some 13 weeks after surgery. So on the field and off the field, there's just so many question marks with the Arizona Cardinals. So much so, Michael, that I don't even know if I want to franchise them anymore like we used to do, back when we used to liquidate the roster. Charles Robinson, franchise player that you are. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. I will talk to you in about 13 minutes, okay? Be by the right, phone. Right. We yeah, have, trade, we have trade, trade, trade we have business in your box. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Charles. We have business. Charles, how many first? Real quick, how many first round picks have you traded for for the uh, for next season? How many first round picks do you have next year? In our twelve team league. Yes. Seven. 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 We've got seven seven first round picks. You know what? He's he's insane. (laughs) He's worse than me, Michael. I never thought I would meet somebody worse than me. Charles is worse than me. That That is not true. And 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 and, and, and Dawn hates me at this point. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. 
It's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. talked about your week it's a it's a year's worth of accomplishment and attention but on the heels of the you can't see me and the ring finger point then there's this idea from the white house where first lady dr jill biden says hey let's invite the runners up the iowa team in the spirit of sportsmanship i'm doing air quotes i'm not even sure if you can see us but what was the reaction in your locker room with your teammates to that yeah in the beginning we were hurt everything it was emotional for us because we know how hard we worked all year for everything and just being able to see that that hurt us in the moment but just going back on it i mean the team you don't get that experience ever so being able to go back and i know my team probably wants to go for sure and my coach is is supportive of that so i'm gonna do what's best for the team and if they would like to go we decide on we're gonna go then we're gonna we're gonna go but it was tough just seeing that in the beginning but i think we'll all come together and i think it'll be good Okay, so Angel Reese is part of that we that's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. There you have it. She's changed her tune. And you know what? Well, (laughs) she changed her tune, but I get it. Look, I mean, she made her point. She made her point, and she has her, her, her profile has exploded. I mean, the White House even had to, they had to clarify and walk it back. I mean, it was a joke. Everybody agreed with her. Um, and if, if, if Iowa is not going to go, I mean, the onus was on A, the White House, and B, Iowa not to go, okay? But if Iowa's not going to go, and this isn't some political stance that she was taking or some, she wasn't boycotting a, a White House or, or, or based on policy or what have you, then I, there's nothing wrong with her saying, you know what, I'm going to do what's best for the team, a team that she has to go back to next year and, and will continue to be a part of and is, conti- and is going to continue benefiting from being a part of. So I think at a certain point, see, the, the thing about this whole ordeal since Sunday was a lot of emotion. Once the emotion has subsided, you got to start thinking practically. And for her, I think it was one of, whether it was a conversation she had with the administration or a team meeting or Kim Mulkey, whoever it was, unless she has some philosophical and principled reason right. to not go to right. the White House, unless this is some protest about, about something bigger than basketball, there's absolutely no reason for her to say, I'm not going because, because you had the nerve to even suggest that the runners-up should go. Let me, Natalie, let me continue to be pissed about the very idea that a runner-up will be invited to the White House. She ain't got to hold that grudge. Right. Go, enjoy the spo- go enjoy the spoils of being a victor. Yeah, so I mean, I don't agree with that. Um, so I don't think she. It, 
like, I mean, I think for the school, like, well, well, our viewers, here's some poll results. So we put up polls, right? And so it's really interesting because both uh, YouTube, which is on the right, and uh, Instagram, which is on the left, they said, no, she shouldn't go. But on Twitter, um, they did say that she should go. But with that being said, I always just took the position that it's ultimately... Um, yeah, that's one Twitter commenter saying that they shouldn't go. But we also ran a poll on Twitter and and, and they were like, no, she should go and get over it. He referred to um, Biden and said he's not a bracketologist because um, that's part of the disrespect they felt. They felt that because Biden didn't put put them in his bracket. You know, they felt disrespected by that as well. That's why that's why they didn't let um, Joe Biden into their locker room. And I have to say, um I don't have an issue with that. Like some people thought they were being really petty about the whole bracket thing. But if you think of like the best competitors, Michael Jordan, right? We heard him like form like slights off of the slightest thing. So if that drove them to win and win a championship, then I think that's a good thing. And as far as the going to the White House, they felt disrespected. And when you feel disrespected by something, you take a position on it. And I don't think it's for any of us to determine like, okay, let's be practical. You're caught up in the emotion. If they still felt disrespected on this day and didn't want to go, I would be okay with that. And if but that's not what she said. But wait, that's not it, what she said. But that's not what she said. If she said, we, we, she said, you said, you, when we started out, you said, oh, she's changing her tune. I'm saying I don't have a problem with her changing her tune. She didn't say we still feel, but 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 you're saying that I said that they didn't have a right to feel disrespected. Everybody felt disrespected on their behalf by the idea that the runner, you you literally just said that, Natalie. You said that they felt disrespected. I'm saying, the part I'm saying I don't agree with is like, we said that people probably talked to them. The passions have like gone down. And so we don't know what's the motivating factor for her changing her opinion is what I'm saying. But I'm saying that I don't think that it's about practicality. I think that's probably for the school. That's for others. It could be for some of her teammates. But what I'm saying is whether they were still outraged or not, I think it's okay whether they go or don't go. I don't feel strongly. That's absolutely okay. I think most people, or I should say, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know, like, they should go. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And what I'm saying for me, that doesn't move me. It's about their personal feelings. Right. On For you, That's- Michael, all I'm saying from a practical standpoint, when I say practical, I yeah. mean, like you just won a championship. It is tradition. Like Angel Reese at this point is a business. Let's call it what it is. Okay. And so if she decides that what's best for the business of basketball at LSU or Angel Reese business is for me to be this team player okay. and not continue to be petty, that's her prerogative, and I support it. I don't think she's somehow selling out or, or doing an about face or getting no, pushed no, into a different great. place. I wasn't suggesting because that, though. No, it's great. No, okay. no, no. changed her position. Right. No, no. I wasn't suggesting okay. yeah, yeah, that. That's, yeah, okay. yeah, and that's fine. Look, and, and, and the bottom line is she gets the best of both. She's going to the White House with her teammates to celebrate a championship. Iowa's not going to be there, and she did have the line of April when she said, We'll go to the Obamas. I like that. I just like, we'll go to the I Obamas. Like, I like okay, okay. And I'm, I'm going to invite myself. Okay, I, I love it. Well, you know who else is in the news? Um, Angel and Ja were just dancing together before the parade, but Ja's back in the news. And, um, you know, just just more on how the police investigations of him were handled. And y'all know, we talked about Ja a lot. Investigation, yeah. So we, <laughs> they didn't really conduct one, right? That's what the latest news reports are saying. But 
we've talked a lot about Ja on this show. So our our commenters weighed in. And of course, you know, there's the people saying, don't crucify him. Don't crucify dude, right? But there's others who are just saying like, they don't really think it's a mental health issue or, you know, he's going to counseling, but this is just him being entitled, you know? Um, it's a cop-out. Uh, so our viewers had a lot to say on this. A lot of them are, I really hope Ja Morant learned a lesson from all of this. So our commenters were supportive and then some thought we might have actually been being hard on him. So, you know, I hope that we stop getting news about Ja. That's where I land. And I hope there's a turnaround. He hasn't really been on social much. So let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I wanna, the Washington uh, Post. Yeah. The, Mike, did you read the Washington Post article today? I mean, it, or I think yeah. it was today. It was like, it, yeah, I mean, very, very comprehensive and very thorough and very alarming. Yeah. And they, they and they've been it, all it, over. They've been all over it the entire time. The post has does some great reporting yeah. on John Morant. But a lot of coddling, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of uh, protecting, uh, and, and not from a security detail standpoint, but like literally uh, coaching him in the during the investigation about what to say or talking about the police about what to say or about how you know they would have approached it if it were them. A lot of celebrity worship here it was so problematic on so many levels. Listen. And, and it's just—it's scary that he keeps. If, if if what these things, if these allegations are true, and he keeps getting away with it, somebody's going to end up really getting hurt. Hopefully, he's learned his lesson. Natalie, Natalie, I look forward—I look forward to the moment we can stop talking about Ja off the court and see what he does when he gets to the conference finals against the Warriors. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.